Here, you do that, and I'll do an intro. Watch me oh, work. Oh, yes, please. Watch me work. Hey, Steven. <laughs> hmm, great intro. Hey, uh, for those that are listening for the first time, I know for sure there are a few new listeners because I spoke with them. Oh. Um, I am Nate Baranowski. I am with Stephen Robles. This is the Exchange <laughs> Movie Podcast. Today we are discussing Deep Impact from the year 1998 and doing a top five list of top movies from 1998. While I am very prepared and very excited for today's episode, Stephen Robles is ill-prepared and frantically scrawling and trying to figure out if the big Lebowski or Bugs Life or Ants with a Z should make his list. You know, I'm not always the one that comes unprepared. I'll just just want to say that for our new listeners, of course. (laughs) Right. Dear new listeners, I am often unprepared. So it is a rare day when I can say, Stephen... Get your act together. I actually was uh, off an hour on when we should be recording. I definitely thought that. I definitely thought uh, three p.m. Central Time, four p.m. Eastern. Uh, okay, so you're trying to blame me again, but in fact, <laughs> I see. Man, how many Will Smith movies uh, were made in 1998? That's he was very busy. <laughs> that's the question wait there's enemy of the state what else was he in in that movie in that year well he was in uh, godzilla obviously i'm just kidding <laughs> never mind i thought for he some played reason the role of godzilla when <laughs> when did men in black come out was that close by i think oh 97 97 oh, off by a year man huh okay yeah just kidding just the one then all right i'm almost done here okay i think it's gonna be a very interesting top five uh, because there's a wide range of movies here. Yeah, it's sort of like comparing apples to TVs. I don't think it's anything like that, actually. I think it's like uh, you got the Granny Smith apples and the, uh, the the Gala apples. It's like comparing an apple to a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> what is your opinion? I'm going to ask a food question now. Oh, no. What What is your opinion on Boston market uh great pies mm-hmm. um medium chicken mediocre mediocre Medi- chicken right i think i would much rather buy a five dollar rotisserie chicken from walmart take it what? home not get any plates out and literally carve into it with my hands like a barbarian oh, that, that sounds disgusting what about the uh the boston carver combo we get those, uh, like a turkey, and you get the mashed potatoes. You know? What no, I, mean? I, I don't. I don't know about Boston Carver. Was that a, oh. a historical figure? Yes, uh, he's related to George Washington Carver. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't couldn't it together. It was too easy. You were too you easy. Were so close. So close. <laughs> I couldn't play it off. Anyway, no, the uh, the Boston Carver sandwich. I had many of those growing up. It was uh, you get turkey, cheese, a lettuce, tomato. I have been to Boston is, you know, Market no more than five times in my life. So you know, I don't think it's, I don't it's know not as big. Well. It's not as big down here as it was um, up in New York, I don't think. Now, um, <clears throat> please hold for just a second. I have to close the windows that are shaking these blinds. Okay, go ahead. All right, I'm back. Keeping all that in. <laughs> it was great. It was great watching you wrestle, hearing you. Of course, I'm not watching you. That you know Where's of. the webcam? <laughs> okay, well, and I had a friend that texted me about another food item. Apparently, there is, a, I know you frequent Taco Bell. There's now a double cheesy gordita crunch. Do you know about this? No. Hmm. But I want it <laughs> so it's a, it's a new menu item apparently uh, where they've they've doubled something and made it cheesier so ne- next time you get a chance I'd love to, to hear well okay hey! oh sorry my. sorry bless you I'm keep, or I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep that in too that was, <laughs> that good. was that violent was that was violent. a good one 
Um, no, I I like Taco Bell, but I am mm-hmm. doing my best. You know, I maybe would like to go the rest of 2018 sans Taco Bell. I think I'm really? trying to live a... As I am now in my 30s, uh, yes. what I've discovered is that uh, terrible food has more of a detrimental effect mm. on my person. And you, and you find Taco Bell to be terrible food? Is that uh, what you're saying? Good for the soul, but terrible for the body. <laughs> okay, so you're saying Taco Bell is soul food. Is that what you're saying? It is. <laughs> yes. I'm doing yes. my best to be a, a contrary news reporter right now, putting words in your mouth. So what you're saying is that the employees of Taco Bell should no longer be employed? What are you no, saying? No, no. Now, wait a minute. So what you're saying is... My, my platform has always been uh, tacos for all. Uh, th- that is what I stand on. I uh, I'm running a libertarian Taco Bell platform where I think people should have the power to choose Baja Blast for. Okay, you know what? I got. We will not go quietly <laughs> into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. All right, I've already done that once in a previous episode. Twice. Okay. Well, uh, once it was kind of. I wish. You know. No, no. I wish isn't the right word. I believe. And Taco Bell. Well, anyway, if you get a chance to try this uh, <laughs> double cheesy gordita, double decker crunch wrap supreme, you let me know. I'd, l- I'd love to hear about it. Okay. All right. Well, for today's movie, <laughs> we watched the 1998 classic Deep Impact, right? That's what you watched. That is exactly what I watched. And I watched <laughs> it no more than 20 minutes ago was when the movie finished. Wow. It is so as real, fresh as real can fresh. be. Oh, yeah. Mm, fresh like a double cheesy gordita crunch. Super fresh. Like a Boston Carver that's right. sandwich? Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, Steven, so you know a lot. <laughs> yes, go ahead. Why don't, why don't we just begin this episode? Let's just get it out of the way. Um, Time was. Mm-hmm. Let's just get it out of the way. Do you owe our listeners an apology for your, uh, for your earlier thoughts? Or do you want to save that for later? I will save it for later. I'd okay. like to leave that towards the <laughs> towards the end of this uh, bashing. Listen to Frodo's in this movie, okay? That's all I got to say. A young Frodo. A flipper. young Flipper Frodo. Frodo. He was in Flipper, <laughs> right? right? Uh, was he? Elijah Wood, was he not in Flipper? Mm, <laughs> I got a feeling uh, you pulled a me. <laughs> you're, oh, no. uh, you're, you're misremembering. No, 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 no. He's Sandy Ricks in Flipper. 1996. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Okay. Well, yeah. You're not that crazy. So, Deep Impact. You know, we talked about Armageddon last episode, and we wanted to do these two movies in rapid succession because of a disturbing poll that I had posted a long time ago. Which asteroid end of the world movie is better? Mm-hmm. Now, this was your first time seeing Deep Impact. Is that accurate? Correct. Okay. Well, how do you feel? I don't know if we want to go right into Deep Impact and talk about specifics or or compare and contrast as we go. But the premise is exactly the same. Asteroid about to hit Earth and kill humanity. And how people well, deal with it. Well, hold yes. on just a second. Mm-hmm. I believe in this movie it was a comet. Is that different than... So then you're going to make me look this up. I feel like a meteor, an asteroid, and a comet... They are different things. I felt like this one was Comet. I mean... Does it matter? Oh. No. It's a it's a large projectile. This one is only the size of New York City as opposed to the size of Texas. Okay, like so an, as- <clears throat> an asteroid is a large rocky body in space uh, in orbit around the sun. A meteor... Uh, if it enters the Earth's atmosphere, so, I'm sorry, there's an asteroid, a meteoroid, and a meteor. Asteroid is a large rocky body. Meteoroid is a smaller rocky body that orbits around the sun, maybe even particles. Meteor is when a meteoroid enters Earth's atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And then uh, comet... Is made of ice, dust, and rocky material. Less metals, more ice. Ah, there you go. Okay. So, uh, yeah, whatever. Big rock. 
about to kill humanity. You don't have to be great at drilling to get into this one. <laughs> or right. do they didn't even they didn't even ask. They didn't even ask the drill teams, uh, hey, you want to take this on? No. No, there's nothing about that. <laughs> no, just astronauts, please, in space. That's right. So we we have some big names in this movie, uh, just like there were some big names in Armageddon. You got Robert Duvall mm-hmm. as the uh you know, the heroic uh, old school astronaut. You got Tay Leone, T A Leone. T how do you say that? T Taya, I Tay? I think. Taya Taya. Tay Leone, Elijah Wood, and of course Morgan Freeman, uh in the in the role that you know, he's the president. I mean, let's let's be honest. Right. So anyway, uh, what well, what were your initial thoughts since you have just consumed this movie? What do you think? My initial, th- just about the whole movie in general. Yeah, especially you know we we did Armageddon last right. week, and I've seen this for the first time. How how did, just how do you feel? I feel great about Deep Impact. Mm. Oh, I oh wow! I cannot. I cannot describe, well, maybe I can because I'm about to do it now. The Mm -hmm, difference in my care of the characters in this movie versus Armageddon is night and day. Mm, There are a few that don't quite hit the mark as much. Right. But there are enough characters that, like, I'm worried about dying. (laughs) You're concerned. I'm concerned. Yeah. And... Morgan Freeman as the president mm-hmm. poised <laughs> fantastic cool comical I'll leave it I there. mean <laughs> cool Morgan Freeman is the president I mean that's just that's what it let, is let me just yeah. throw this at you here yes they so this is 1998 so reporters asked Morgan Freeman how like basically how uh, you are going to be the first black president how is it going like what kind of research mm. do you need to do to play the first black president? And he was basically like, um, I'm basically, I'm just playing the president and I'm happened to be black as well. And right. like, I know right. how presidents sound at press conferences and he's a guy just like anybody else. So that's the research I'm doing mm. to get into this role. Thanks. Mm. Mic drop. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> They kind of, yeah. Don't ask don't ask a question like that. That's right. Yeah. That's a little anyway. But no, he was he was great as the president. So uh Taya Leone, she's a reporter, she breaks she goes to break the story and there's this scene where like she gets pulled by FBI agents, aggressive FBI agents <laughs> about yeah, to ram her off, knock the her off the road. Right. <laughs> the bridge, yeah. They take her into some like restaurant kitchen. I'm not sure where they were. They were in a I, storage facility. I thought they were like underneath the White House. Like this is like the, yeah, the service maybe. kitchen for the White House. Was my and then guess. like, yeah, she gets brought to this like big guy in a bow tie. Did it? Was it ever clear to you who that was? Um, was that supposed to be like intimidating bow tie man? I think he was just kind of like uh, I don't know some sort of secretary, mm. some sort of cabinet. I don't know. Right, right. Uh, White left House cabinet. correspondent, uh, senior left cabinet, <laughs> and <laughs> right. And so Morgan Morgan Freeman comes, and uh, they think she knows it's an asteroid, uh, but actually she doesn't know what it is. And so, blah blah blah. You get to be at the press conference. You get the first question. Spoiler: She blows the first question. <laughs> but yeah, she didn't really have that first. She knew about the news that Ellie was an extinction right. level event and not mm, a, a yes. mistress of the one of the. Of James yeah. Cromwell, who appeared in this movie for <laughs> ten seconds, <laughs> I think. And then I think Taco, said, Bell, Peace. Taco Bell is also an Ellie. But anyway, go ahead. Oh, <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's a taste yes. bud uh, leveling mm. event. The um, <laughs> yeah, but she had time to think about this because she did her research into the internet, the very young That's internet. Right. Man, those shots of the internet were Man. gold. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, but she, but she she still seemed kind of flabbergasted and not knowing like did you you knew you were going to get the first question why were right. you not more prepared mm-hmm. and Morgan mm-hmm. Freeman gave her like five questions but if she had just stopped after the first one uh, not yeah. great reporting no no lackluster yeah or Jenny Lerner mm-hmm. oh is that her character name I believe that I believe so I have IMDb uh, okay. up in front of me mm, very good. Well, you got you got that, and then you got T. A. Leone's uh, like a strange relationship with her dad, 
And so here's the thing where I get deep impact is like trying to be the more serious, more real life movie. Right. Right. They have this arc with her character where, you know, she's with having lunch with her mom and her mom's like funny, but also mildly distraught because she's divorced and her ex-husband now has a girlfriend that's like 30 years. Oh, no, just got married to just got married. That's his then girlfriend. Right. Right. Which that scene where Tia Leone like goes to meet them and her dad like gives her a gift. It's so awkward, like cringy, cringy scene. Because so, she had just found yeah. out that like the comet's coming to destroy them all. Right. And she yeah, just like right. can't handle this. Yeah. But I do, I'm just going to jump to it. I do like the arc where, you know, they're at the point where everyone's kind of escaping. Like she had a spot on the helicopter, but she gives it up to her coworker with a child. And she goes to just be with her dad standing on the beach with that tidal wave right. coming. That was a pretty cool scene. Like I was down with that. Yeah, and that, it also and I felt about like, oh, so um, what's the word? Uh, Rogue One uh, also ripped that one off. Oh, true. Did you think about that? That is true. I, I saw I it and I went, know. Rogue One, you dirty dog. Yeah, I you I, stole this. I didn't think about that. But that was, that was a good moment. Also, I'd like oh, to have that, it be- was that, that beach house is a life goal uh, for me. That was pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, that just, was very – you're right. That was very nice. The Okay. the um, Let's talk about some emotional – moments of this movie yes so unlike armageddon this movie has (laughs) the the guts to Mm. have a little bit of catastrophe and by a little bit i mean the east coast (laughs) right yes the people like bracing for impact and all this stuff like i don't think the effects are as great as armageddon i think it's less budget the tidal wave had moments where I thought, "Hey, that doesn't look too bad," and then it has other moments. Where you go, "Okay, pretty pretty bad, yeah." Not nearly as many explosions, which I enjoyed. Um, right, but the the people that were kind of left behind and sort like, okay, the the parents with the baby, the parents with the baby, <laughs> yeah. I, I started to tear up a little bit while they're strapping the baby onto their teenage daughter. Yes. And basically being like, go ride. Yeah. Being a parent, that moment, it was poignant and it was (sighs) like, shoot, that's a teenage girl now like given a baby. (laughs) Like no. And like, you're like, she has no diapers. She has no food to give this child. Like, <laughs> that's that's intense. But you, then you you thought about those practical things. Like, well, she I doesn't did. know when like, the when the baby's uh, bedtime is. This, I, they're right doing baby wise. They, do they don't have a playpen. They don't have a pack and play. They don't have anything. They don't have a rattle. They don't have a take, swing. Take this baby. Oh, okay. No, take this to pack and play. Nobody <laughs> <laughs> won't fit. Uh, so, but that was that was emotional. I do like, and again, the moment where the mom and the dad just kind of hug and embrace. Yeah, while everyone's the running. Yeah, and, and they're it's just like, like looking at each other. I feel like that, and, and I believed them when they looked at each other. That was a good moment. And it's also, what are you going to do? You're not going to outrun the wave. You know, you're not getting on that moped too. Yeah, I think they did the right thing. Did you think, okay, not to like sour, because I believe that was an impactful moment, not to sour it too much, right. but that family left that motorcycle in their garage at home. I know they're in a van, I would have liked to see them strap that thing on top just in case they were to find a situation. <laughs> because would. the distance from them to the top of a nearby, I would call, you know, Mount- s- hill? mountain hill. Yeah, yeah. Not that far. I would have also right. taken my car and I would have rammed it off the road and I've been right. like, we're going about to go off-roading and if we get stuck <laughs> halfway up this mountain and run into a tree, so be it. But I'm not yeah. just going to stay in this traffic. Which I feel like every disaster movie, if you are like anything like me and have seen many disaster movies, or if you've just seen a few, you know that gridlock on the highway is a guarantee. Like, so I would feel like you should have a, a backup plan. Maybe you should, don't don't take I four. You know, <laughs> right? Like, just take a field. Like, just yeah, I just start yeah, driving exactly. and be like, all right, yeah. If the car rock can and do roll, it. <laughs> rock and roll. <laughs> So let's talk about the the, Strap the in. Ash- Let's do this. R- move out. Roll out. Yeah, you're you're getting closer closer to you're getting closer to Transformers. I was waiting for the the roll out. Autobots assemble. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna try and find Optimus Prime. 
Oh, no, no, that's, that's Liam Neeson. Oh, wow. Now, wait no. a minute. I mean, my wife's more gruff. <laughs> Liam Neeson. No, as I'm Cookie op- Monster. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Liam Neeson as Optimus Prime. That might have some, some promise to it. Oh, well. The, anyway. The anyway. guy who's still voicing him is still alive in Optimus Prime. So Really? I think so. They got to stop making those it. movies. They got to get Michael Bay off that. Listen, I want to talk about the astronauts. Okay. And uh, so I'm you got ready. Robert Duvall. He's the only uh, the only guy that's been on the. He's on the moon. I think they said like he he walked on the moon. Or yeah, something. he's been on the moon. Been on the moon. All the other young whippersnappers, they've never even uh, they don't know their butt from a hole in the ground, as uh, someone I know would say. <laughs> and uh, you know they're like, oh, what is this old guy doing? We don't need a chaperone. And I like I do like the scene in the bar. Which feels a little like, yeah, you stuck that in to you know create some emotional right. uh, currency. But I liked it where Robert Duvall was like, listen, I know I'm the old guy. You don't got to point it out. And you got a problem with me. But you're all a bunch of uh, young whippersnappers. So deal with it. Right. So show some and respect. Then, uh, that's right. Show some respect. And in the course of time, uh, Robert Duvall uh, saves the world. So what do you think about that? Right. I mean, what I love you is know, that, 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 that this was, crew, yeah. although they, like, mm-hmm. they kind of set up that drama... It didn't yeah. become anything like it felt realistic from the standpoint of if you are astronauts sent up to save the world, there's a level of professionalism that you will have you that think, yeah. like unlike Armageddon <laughs> right? and what's his name? Ben Affleck? No. Well, oh, yeah, Steve Buscemi. Him, Steve yep, Buscemi. all of them, but yes. <laughs> okay. And Steve Buscemi, which by the yeah. way, uh, I looked it up, that whole like space dementia or whatever oh, not, yeah, not a real right. thing not a real thing not I a real thing so. that's completely yeah. made up but like right. i like that they were professional and they didn't have one guy turn on them and become some sort of antagonist on this right. mission they were all in it together and at the end they all sacrificed themselves together right which leads me to the scene that i actually shed a tear in the camera them saying goodbye Yes. To their families. Which was a much, I feel, a much deeper goodbye than Liv Tyler to uh, Bruce Willis. That is correct. (laughs) Considering Liv Tyler and Bruce Willis did not like each other for 90% of that movie. Right. She was only sad because he was going to die. Right. These were actually like loving families. Yeah, that was good. And the one guy who's, uh, you know, retinas get burned or whatever right. because of the space thing. I, those kinds of things were like, oh, yeah, space and the sun, and that would actually happen. Like, I, I, I liked those challenges and repercussions, you know. I feel like that's, yeah. Right. Those are good and, and, like, she sh- like she was pregnant when he left, and she has a little right. baby. Oh, um, and But he can't see the baby, but he can kind of hear him. Right. It's, that was crazy. Yeah. That was good. That was good. Oh. So what do you what did you think about so in this movie the government they had like what a year I think to prepare for this asteroid and so they built these huge bunkers and did some lottery in Arkansas uh, I believe only the the elect the only Calvinists excuse me only (laughs) those chosen in the lottery would be saved those predestined to go to these bunkers would make it. And so Elijah Wood makes it, and if you have a spouse, but he doesn't you make it through spouse. the lottery. He doesn't make it through the lottery. Elijah somebody, Wood oh, because, makes it oh, through the two hundred two hundred thousand get like special designation of like you've right. been chosen, and eight hundred thousand are the lottery ones. That's that's right. That's right. Which I feel like if that actually happened in real life, I have to imagine there would be like mass pandemonium. I think they I think they showed some mass pandemonium. Yeah, yeah, they, they did. showed some things burning and people crowds <laughs> forming and scenes from riots in the uh, in the 1960s or something. Right. Yeah, and uh, so Elijah Wood gets chosen, and he, if he had a spouse, he can take it. And so he marries his girlfriend, and in like a teenage. Uh, you okay, know. let's let's <laughs> let's pause here for a second because this is yes. one part of the movie that like it's weird. I just couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't get on board. <laughs> uh, apparently there were more scenes of them together but it screened mm-hmm. their relationship screened poorly so they cut back on those a little bit which i, I like say sh- good for them if there used to be yeah. more of them <laughs> <laughs> i agree i feel like elijah wood might have done well but uh sarah hotchner is the actress's name the no, girlfriend the, no sarah hotchner is her character name 
Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, Sarah Asher. Lele Sabisky. Sobieski. Lele Sabisky. I didn't think she was. A, she was. She was not as strong. I don't think. Uh, she was a star in Jungle to Jungle a year before. If you ever saw that Tim Allen movie, <laughs> that little gem. <laughs> well, we know how you feel about that one. Anyway, so they get married so she can get saved. And supposedly her family can come. But when the bus comes, when the dreaded school bus arrives in their neighborhood, her parents are not on the list. And so the whole plan seems to backfire, and she stays with her parents to die. <laughs> and right. Wood goes. Yeah, quick, quick, hey, quick question here. Yeah, right. The parents were very, uh, were awesome throughout the whole movie. The parents of were her goodness. were great. The Hotchners. Yes. They why didn't they make her get on the bus with Elijah Wood and like just go? Right. You don't have to stay with us because later they sacrifice their baby. I mean no sacrifice the baby. They give up the baby. They give the baby right, right. To give it a and, shot. Right. That's why I feel like they did that when the tidal wave was coming. You should have thought ahead a little bit and <laughs> made her just get on the bus. Uh, and then she would have had the, been safe. But anyway, yeah, that was a little weird. The the whole marriage ceremony and the whole, I mean, they look so young that there's just a little bit of kind of a kid bride, kid groom mm. thing that just like, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't get over yeah. the fact that like, I understand trying to do this to save her and everything, but like, I also don't like that it was sort of kind of framed in like, while, while Leia's, while Taya's mom, I think commit suicide while they she montage does. that yes. together um right. it was kind of framed a little too romantic for me i think and not enough yeah. like the parents kind of looked on sort of nervous but lovingly and if it's like i don't know how old she's supposed to be in the movie but there was enough of that to kind of skeeve me out a bit it should have yeah it would have been way more somber i feel like if that was really happening which you did just remind me that montage where the mom is like she gets in that dress and dances one more time like that whole montage was super weird. Yes. Like I didn't I did not care for that. Like yeah. that pulled me out. I was like, you just just cut all of it out. You don't need any of that. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. a little bit yeah, that was strange. Yeah. The whole thing. So I do like in this movie how one asteroid hits. Right. And we actually see that effect. And uh again, special effects not as great as Armageddon, but a f- decent and like it raises the stakes, and I don't know. It, it, I, as strange as it sounds, it felt more realistic as a what might happen right. kind of thing. Exactly, and so, the, the, the comet wasn't as exciting or alien looking as Michael Bay's uh, asteroid. <laughs> right, it's much but, tamer. Uh, right, but I did notice a little mm. bit less gravity. Feels like it was kind of around and about in this one. <laughs> right. We talked about it last yeah. week in Armageddon. Yes. I feel now, like they got it right. Yeah. Now, in all no your explosions research, in space either. Right. In all your research, is there any explanation or commentary on how these movies came out like three months apart? Because it seems crazy to me. Yes. The uh, But my research basically stops at the point of they had basically a petty feud going between these movies. They were aware of each other and they were like kind of attacking each other. Really? And like sort of in like a, my movie is better than your movie. (laughs) Is that what the end of the trailer said? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, Oh, our, our meteor is the size of Texas and yours is only New York. Mm hmm. Loser. But uh, yeah, it, it feels that's what I that's what I read and they didn't uh the movie, you know, production studios yeah. were not uh cool with each other. Probably cuz they each thought the other was going to take some of their thunder. That's pretty funny. Can I talk about well, uh, a random yes. character here? Oh, and yes, it is the actor Dougray Scott. Dougray Scott who okay. plays Eric Venacore. He is the cameraman for Taylor Leone. Okay. He oh, says, yeah, yeah, yeah. He says two lines in this movie. I looked at the IMDb cast before um, <laughs> watching this, and I said, finally, like, we're going to get a bad guy in this movie. Because <laughs> he's a bad guy in everything. In Mission Impossible, too. And, yeah. Right. And yeah, yeah. 
yeah. Turns mm-hmm. out, maybe this was very early on in his career. Yeah, I think um, it was, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he had done much before then, but it was uh, enjoyable to see him just play like a regular <laughs> old cameraman. No personality. Yeah. Yeah. And then he two was, years later, he's the big bad guy in Mission Impossible 2. That's right. That's right. And he, he was the uh, Frank Azaria character in this movie. Uh, not a silly, but you know. Right. Uh, everyone's more lovable than every character in Godzilla. <laughs> okay. So as a whole, listeners, those of you who participated in my poll and have general opinions about Armageddon versus Deep Impact, I will admit... <clears throat> That Deep Impact is a better movie than Armageddon. It is. Uh, I feel like the character is better. The story is better. I, f- I still feel like it tries pr- maybe a little too hard for an end of the world movie. I mean, that, that might sound strange, but like, I feel like you can only get so serious when you're talking about an asteroid destroying the Earth. You know what I mean? Like, you just you want more of serious. a lighthearted Armageddon. You want a no, lighthearted no, no, end no, of the no. world. Not light. I let her, but like you have the dynamic of Elijah Wood and his girlfriend, Tia Leone and her parents. You have the the other news reporter with the child and like that. And you know you got Morgan Freeman. Like it, it felt like we were trying really hard on all these characters. And it was also like that like underplot of of some scandal, which was like that. Um, one of the political figures, like they thought he was having an affair. He was actually just like, he knew about the asteroid, so he was trying to escape on the boat. You know, all that kind of stuff. And so I feel like it tried too hard in those areas. Mm-hmm. But but overall, I think it is a better movie. Now, is it more fun to watch than Armageddon? That, I still don't know. I don't know. <sighs> like if you had to rewatch one of these movies, which one would it be? Nick? I'd watch this one again. Okay. Yeah, even if it's just for that tidal wave scene with Tia Leone and her dad. Right. I mean, that's pretty good. And maybe that's why I don't really like end of the world movies too much is that the idea of like there's not great emotion and great like caring about like these families making hard decisions and like these tear jerking goodbyes and all these things. A lot of times they're just kind of slapped on to a great special effects scene (laughs) of destruction. But I felt like this one, they cared more about the characters than they did about making a tidal wave look perfect. Yeah, true. true. Crashing through. And I appreciate yeah. that. Okay. But All I right. would have liked to see James Cromwell with his daughter on a boat riding that tidal wave. Because mm. we never saw him <laughs> again. He he had a yeah, boat and he had a bunch of evaporated milk. That's it. And, you know, if he was... Uh, <laughs> If he was heading out towards the uh, asteroid, that would not be a good day. I don't think you can ride that kind of wave. Let's it's just hope. Let's just hope he went inland on a river. He reverse Huckleberry mm. finned it. <laughs> That's good. That's good. He went towards Mordor. <laughs> All right. Did you have any other thoughts before we rate this film? Uh, no, I do not. And I feel I feel like you agree that this is a better movie than Armageddon. So much better. So much better than Armageddon. Right, right, right. Well, well, wait, so so good oh. that I wish that they made this movie this year with better graphics. But like, I'd see this movie anew with fresh graphics, but the same storyline, and I still think that it would be very enjoyable. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So I would like to rate this in the garage of uh, the parents with the, mm-hmm. where they're working on the motorcycle. He's got this genius idea with the jars where he like screws the lid of the jars into the bottom like a, of a shelf and then he can like screw the jar in and it stays there. Do you remember that? Yeah. You Have you ever seen those before? I, well, I, I've seen this movie before, but I, I'd forgotten. Not, not in the real world? Not, I not, not, not at IRL, no. My father had that in his garage as well, so maybe well, he was anyway. inspired in 1998. <laughs> well, I was impressed. And so on a scale of zero to five, hanging jars of nuts and bolts. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on How a second. You- <laughs> <laughs> I'm 12 years old. Right. Uh, How would you rate Deep Impact? <clears throat> <laughs> I 
I, I kind of added, um, added on to that one as I was saying it. Right. I didn't know exactly what – I was going to say uh, zero to five, like, upside-down jars, but they weren't upside-down, so I didn't know what to say. It's like zero to five glass jars of nuts I, and bolts. I, gi- I give this movie three and a half hanging and jars and half. of yes. nuts and bolts. So thank you. <laughs> that's pretty high, Nate. That's that's a good rating. Yeah, I Solid. I found it enjoyable. I thought it okay. was great. I I I like Tay Leone and uh, I do. Yeah, and I like I, Robert I, Duvall. Uh, Elijah yep. Wood I could pass on, but Morgan Freeman yeah. makes up for them. Right. Overall right. enjoyable <laughs> cast. Uh, so wait, so what I heard you say? <laughs> you say one one Freeman equals uh, two Elijah Woods and uh exactly. one other one exactly yeah, yeah yeah morgan freeman and robert duvall cancel out both elijah wood uh yes. his girlfriend and a couple other right. people i didn't care for right well i'm i'm i think i'm gonna go a little lower just because just because i'm gonna go with three hanging okay. glass jars of nuts and bolts i think it is a, it is a strong movie definitely better than armageddon I think it has some rewatchability. If you have never seen it and uh, you like the end of the world asteroid genre, it's right after, um, you know, you got drama, you got comedy, Mm -hmm. drama, end of the world asteroid movie, asteroid drama, fiction, fantasy, you know. Uh, If you like that genre, I think it's a good movie. I think it might be uh, worth seeing. You can check it out. So solid three for me. Excellent. Well, our top five today, which you so eloquently chose. The top five <laughs> movies from the year 1998. Uh, spoiler, neither of these movies made it into my top five. Uh, same for me. Yeah, but this, there are a lot of good movies. Yeah. Right. We have done both of these, Armageddon and Deep Impact, in 1998. And Godzilla yes. was also in 1998. <laughs> so we I, have sort of sampled the... The worst. Well, right. Worst the, to middle uh, of this year. Right. I did not realize so many of these movies were in 1998. Um, But yeah, do do you have any honorable mentions? I do. There are a lot of them. A lot Uh, of them. I mean, no, there are a lot of movies in this year. Yes, yes, uh, yes. And it was just, it was kind of hard to nail it down. Um, I will put uh, Fallen, Denzel Washington, as an honorable mention. Yes. I will put... As we discussed before, Lindsay Lohan in Parent Trap <laughs> as an honorable <laughs> yes. mention. And okay. I want to mention uh, two other movies that I have not seen, actually, but oh. I've heard uh, big things about. Uh, mm-hmm. The Big Lebowski and Blade right. both came out in that year. You never saw Blade? Nope. I've I think I saw Blade. Tr- I saw the one with Ryan Reynolds. Which one's that? And Blade Jessica Biel. Yep. Yeah, that's Blade Three. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> I've seen all the Blades. I do enjoy the Blades. Was the first one good? First one was good. A little weird. Uh, you know, kicking off a new vampire series is always right. a little. Uh, you know, you are working out the kinks. You know, as they say, the first vampire movie is always. Uh, mm. Unless it's Interview with a Vampire, with Tom Cruise. Right. Well, Twilight definitely had a couple. Uh, they had some rough spots, but then they got through mm. that. Never, never saw Twilight. Uh, ever? Saw no. What's the one with uh, Kate Beckinsale? Is she a vampire? Oh, the Underworld. Yeah, Underworld. Underworld. Yes. Uh, yeah. She's a, and they got the werewolves and the. Now wait a minute. Oh, wh- I'm gonna add this movie to our list. Have you seen Van Helsing? I have. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Just a little. Uh, a little add-on here. Yes. I went to a museum in Seattle this last weekend. Oh. Um, and while I was there, I went to, it's called like the Pop Culture Museum. And they have artifacts, or I don't know, you call them artifacts, what props from all these yeah. different movies. Huh. They have everything. Like every cool prop, like I felt like they had. And they had Van Helsing's crossbow in a case. That's kind of cool. It was pretty cool. That's cool. Were you in California too? Uh, I was in California. California as in I had a layover in San Francisco. That's oh, my, I see. I see. So you were in California. Seattle? I was in Seattle for a chalk festival. That's right. I saw, I saw the chalk festival. I will include a link in show notes because it was, it was very nice chalk art. You always do a wonderful job. Thank you. Did you go to the original Starbucks while you were up there? 
Uh, I did not. I had been uh, in previous years, so I did not feel the need to go back. Okay, you're a regular. It was also kind of filled with wildfire smoke um, on the days where I was touring, so it was mostly indoor activities, such as seeing the Marvel exhibit. Ooh, how was that? Ooh, it was great. History of comics, some props from the movies, kind of talking really? about Stan Lee and all that stuff. Right oh, up my man. alley. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen that. Very cool. Okay, well. Okay. My uh, honorable mentions for you. Yes. Yes. Enemy of the State mm-hmm. with Will Smith. I enjoyed that movie. And Meet Joe Black mm. with Brad Pitt and Anthony Hopkins. Where Isn't Brad Pitt. he like death or something? He is death, yes. And. It's funny, another movie in my top five is kind of along these lines, but yeah, I enjoyed that movie. I remember it fondly. Anthony Hopkins is a good actor. So, all right. All right. You're number five. My number five is Rush Hour, the first one. (laughs) (laughs) It it is pretty good. I remember I enjoyed it. I I like all the Rush Hour movies. (laughs) I think... I don't. I haven't seen them in a while. I don't know in the modern sensibilities of today how like little. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know how they. I. What I'm saying is I don't politically stand by Rush Hour. I just remember loving right. these movies. So that's my. Can you understand the end. words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> that's it. Yes. Jackie Chan, I, Chris I Tucker, they're great Chris together. Tucker. And I yes. will, I mean, someday, hopefully, we'll do a Jackie Chan movie because I have seen m- the tuxedo. Maybe all of them. Not, wow. Like, I've seen a ton of Jackie Chan movies. Okay. Okay. I didn't yeah, see the new one it. called, like, The Foreigner. What's more of a gritty Jackie Chan, gritty old Jackie Chan who's not funny? Uh, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I don't know if I've seen that. Okay. Well, very good. Five. Yeah, Russia. Russia is respectable. All right. Well, my number five is Man in the Iron Mask. Mm. Leonardo DiCaprio. You know, uh, take on the, uh, obviously, the Man in the Iron Mask. You got the uh, Musketeers and all that. Right. It was a fun movie. And uh, I feel like it was actually done pretty well, pretty good. And that, uh, that mask was pretty epic. Yeah. yeah. That was, I really liked that movie. It, I was on the edge of putting that in my honorable mention, so I definitely considered it. I like how when they take off the mask, the hair has grown. Yes, little, yes. That's a memorable visual. Yes, yeah, it's pretty good. And all the uh, the the fighting scenes with the swords and stuff is pretty cool. Yep. All right, you're number four. My number four is Enemy enemy of the State. Okay. Will yeah, Smith, Gene is. Hackman. Yep. Um, right. It's very, it's very 98. It's very <laughs> turn of yes. the millennia yep. uh, big brother cameras all this stuff back yeah. when we were all scared before we all signed our life away in <laughs> privacy statements and terms and conditions before except and agree yeah. <laughs> before we all said no nah, it's fine you can listen in on everything that's cool would you allow access to your camera duh that's why i downloaded the app anyway. <laughs> sure yeah, yeah no i went Listen, I want you to know where I am all the time. Of course you can track my location. That's right. Langley, can you hear me right now? <laughs> Send a pizza. Well, speaking of cameras. Yeah, that's, that's what they do. <laughs> yeah. They deliver pizza. <laughs> that's right. Speaking of cameras, my number four is The Truman Show with Jim Carrey. Mm. Uh, pretty, I don't know if groundbreaking is the right word, but but I felt it was a, it was a great movie. And th- that final scene of him on the boat reaching like the edge of that dome uh, that's pretty that's pretty powerful yes. uh, i thought that was a good movie so yes, it's my yes. number four to you my number three is the disney movie mulan oh it's a good one it is yes. in the ranking of all animated disney movies it's not it's not top five for me but it's definitely somewhere between six through ten of my right. favorite disney movies and it uh, we owned the VHS, and uh, I believe on road trips during when I was maybe eleven or twelve, somewhere around then. I think we would travel and watch Mulan a ton. So I've seen yes. it. I guarantee I've seen it more than twenty times. Yeah. All right. So it's good. Enjoy it, Mulan. And okay. they're making a live action Mulan soon. That's right. I did see that. So my number three is What Dreams May Come with Robin Williams, Cuba Gooding Jr. And have you seen this? 
I have never heard of this movie before. It's it's a pretty it's a fantastical movie. It's Robin Williams searching the afterlife for his wife who had committed suicide, you know, years before he died. And uh, it's just an incredible fantasy and depicting of all that kind of stuff. Pretty crazy, can be weird at times, but uh, I don't know, something about it really ticked the boxes for me. So what dreams may come, Robin Oh, Williams. excellent. Okay, I'll have to put this on the yeah. list of things to yeah. watch. Yeah, maybe we should add to our list too. Like it's, it's interesting. Um, yeah, so anyway, you're number two. My number two is The Truman Show. As you yes. already yes. Uh, mentioned, it felt it had the like the perfect amount of humor and Jim Carrey being Jim Carrey at times, and yes. like kind of like a type of twisted sadness and commentary on us viewing <laughs> other people's lives for our own entertainment instead of viewing them as actual people. You know, I just realized how foretelling that was. Right. That's super Ahead creepy. Of its now, time. That now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, super creepy. Yeah. So I, I, yes, yes. As you said before, him rowing and hitting the edge of that dome. Oh my word! Um, it was. Who is his? His wife isn't Taylor Leone in that movie, is it? Uh, Who's his? No, no, I don't think it is. Laura. Laura Linney. Linney. Yeah, Laura okay. Linney. Okay. Yeah, not who I right. Shoot. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's a great, it's a good movie. It's my number movie. two. Yep. All right. Well, my number two, which I don't think you've seen this, as we've previously stated, is Saving Private Ryan with Tom mm. Hanks. You hadn't seen it yet, right? No, I haven't. Just the okay, just the first forty five minutes. Right. Yeah, it's an intense movie, but also excellent. So, Saving Private Ryan, number two. Good. I'm glad you have it because I'm. From what I've heard about it, it belongs in this list. I just can't in good conscience. No, no, of course not. Not seeing it. Are you ready for my number one? Yes, I'm I'm waited on bated breath. <sighs> this is with my heart. Okay. But the the Mask of Zorro is my number one movie <laughs> of nineteen ninety eight. Oh my goodness. Anthony Antonio Hopkins, Banderas. Antonio yes. Banderas. Yeah. Catherine yeah. Zeta Jones. Yeah. Yeah. This. <laughs> I didn't expect this adventure, and and this it has all the joy of like a, a Batman training montage. Yeah. Him learning to be like him not being great has a perfect villain. It has like the sub boss. So you got like the Bowser. Which is the the guy who adopted <laughs> Catherine Zeta Jones, and then you have, yeah. um, you know, uh, I I cannot name one of the troopers right now. One of his kids, Ludwig, <laughs> Ludwig von Trooper. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like that really hurt my really hurt my analogy. Sorry. Well, I've seen the movie. I've seen anyway, the movie. Um, it has one um, scene that looking back on it now is kind of it hurts it from the standpoint of like it's one of those Zorro kind of forcing himself on Catherine Zeta Jones which is icky yeah a little weird yeah and uh and not great um right. the movie itself though is a blast um I would actually if you could take out that one scene it would be real close to a top-notch movie in my in my eyes wow well I did not expect that that is interesting. <laughs> okay. Well, my number one, not just because it's a Jesus movie, but is The Prince of Egypt, the animated DreamWorks film. Was that your number one on the in the Egyptology Greek? Yeah, I think it was. Mythology I think it was one. Too. Okay. Yeah. Which I mean, let's be honest. That top five, pretty tough top five to find anything. <laughs> that was a loose you know? one. I mean, that's pretty bad, but. When it comes to movies of this year, I still feel like, again, the music, the animation, the storytelling, uh, you know, I listened, I had the soundtrack, and I listened to that Martin Short, Steve Martin song uh, all the time. Really good music. Wait, so. Martin Short and Steve Martin? That's right. They're the Were voices. Were they the, the pharaohs, like... Uh, the the, the uh, wizards or whatever, the, um, the high priests. shaman guys, yeah. The shaman yeah, high guys, priests. yeah. And they do that song, you're playing with the big boys now boom 
That's the one you like? The one like basically the be prepared of Prince of Egypt? That's right. Well, no. I mean, I really liked the uh, <laughs> the tapestry you song. Can do miracles. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's the, the classic. It was Mariah okay. Carey. Yeah, it was Mariah Carey. Yeah, you, but you got the tapestry song. That's a great song. And uh, the, the score for the Burning Bush, again, I still think is just one of the most beautiful pieces of music. So Prince of Egypt is my number one from that year. Okay. That's it. Excellent. So anyway. We've done it. We have done it. Deep Our impact. Listener. Greater than Armageddon. Yeah. Yes. Well, listeners, thank you for joining us. You can follow Exchange Movies on Twitter and tweet at us your top five movies from 1998. You can try and argue that Godzilla be in our top five. You can try to argue that Ants with a Z <laughs> should be in Jerry, there. Jerry Seinfeld is the voice, yeah. Right. Uh, but don't do that. We, do, we don't want that. But no, we do want your top five. And uh, yeah, let us know if you've had a double cheesy gordita crunch rap supreme. And let us know if you cried during Deep Impact to make me feel better about myself for crying. <laughs> I got emotional. I think I, I think I shed a single tear. Oh, like a real manly tear, though. Like it was, it was big. The, it was a big. The tear. lip didn't quiver. It was a stoic face no, no, with no. a single tear. Stone cold face, single tear. That's right. I think during movies when I have the urge to kind of cry because I'm getting all the feels, mm-hmm. I, there's something. Maybe it's like a self defense mechanism that also makes me start to laugh, <laughs> laugh at myself for feeling emotions during this that while watching not- this screen. That so, does not happen to me. <laughs> I just cry. Yeah, I just, I just bury my face in my pillow. You know, uh, Chuck Norris's tears cure cancer. Problem is, he's never cried. Oh. You never heard those Chuck Norris jokes? I've heard all of them. <laughs> I, just, I just didn't find it funny, so I didn't laugh. So I just did an awe instead. See how I did there? That's disappointing. <laughs> you know, Chuck Norris can divide by zero. All right, I know. Man, you you're not you're gonna give me no, no, anything. No, no, no. no. Chuck Norris counted to infinity. Chuck Norris counted to infinity twice. Go on, man, give me another man, one. You really <laughs> give me another one. No, no, it's no fun. You got any no yo fun. mama jokes after this? Give her shadow. Her shadow weighs fifty pounds. I know that. <sighs> oh, it's been fun, Nate. Hopefully well, thanks for counts. listening to our Chuck Norris podcast. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you later. I got to go. He can karate chop the world. Blah, 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 blah. No, he doesn't do a push-up. He pushes the world down. <laughs> there it is. I do like that one. <laughs> that one I of I knew almost? there was one of them. Yeah, yeah. I like, I like that Chuck Norris can divide by zero. Yeah, it's, counted- it's, got, it's got that mathematics humor yeah. that most people really dig. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a tough crowd.